0: What's going on everybody and welcome to another edition of the Red Tooth Games Cast. As always, my name is Neil Rivera and I am joined today by the Ravage Savage himself, Wesley Rivera. What is going on Wes? I'm excited to be here and I'm ready to I'm ready to talk some games. Yep, you are enthusiastic as always, and I love the energy that you are bringing. Uh, For those of you that don't already know, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash redtoothgames, on Twitter at redtoothgames, and on YouTube as well. You can also find us on the web at redtoothgames.com. But enough of the self-promotion, Wesley. I have asked you here today to join me on a journey, and it's a journey aboard the hype train. For those of you that didn't know, there's a uh, small indie game coming out towards the end of the towards the end of the month um if you ask analysts and and projectors they they think it's going to do pretty well wes um game if you didn't know is called red dead redemption 2 i don't know if you heard of it have you heard of red dead redemption 2 yeah Um, yeah so uh, rockstar's latest game is coming out in just three weeks less than that by the time that this goes live Um, So Rockstar has been slowly building the hype as the weeks have gone by. We've received a few gameplay trailers, extensive looks at the game. Uh, Preview embargoes have gone up, so the the folks at IGN GameSpot and and, and other media outlets have uh, covered the game extensively in the weeks leading up to its release. So we have a lot to go through here. Um, I've essentially just ripped the talking points straight from a Reset Era thread compiling basically what everyone else was saying in their previews so shout out to reset era as always um but wes before we jump in to the detailed more main talking points what's your hype level at for red dead redemption 2 overall
1: on a scale of 1 to 10 i am at a beautiful double digit 10 right double, now
0: double d 10 double d 10
1: I'm uh, the, that, that first Red Dead Redemption was just incredible. Even what was it, maybe three or four years after it came out, like I'd still be playing it on the 360. Yeah, ah, oh, that was it was just such an exciting game, and just the, the thought of jumping back into it is ugh, it's giving me chills.
0: Yeah, Undead Nightmare, still one of the best DLCs of all time, like all time, legit, absolutely, like by far. Um, yeah, I'm with you, and it's kind of crazy because. It's hard to believe that this is Rockstar's first real game on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Like, Grand Theft Auto V came out, like, right when, you know, the, they ported it over, right when PS4 and Xbox One came out. But that was a port of the 360 and PS3 versions of that game. So I this think is- I bought that. I bought,
1: so I bought it on PS3. Yeah. And then the PS4 came out. Then I got the PS4. Yeah. And then I bought it again. Yeah. And then just, like, you know, I was waiting for the online to come out. I'm like, all right, let me play other things. Oh, hey, the online's up. Let me buy it again. Yeah, and then- no, yeah, I
0: definitely double dipped. And yeah, it's just like I said, it's it's hard to believe that like this is the first game where we're actually seeing Rockstar kind of flex their muscle because obviously Grand Theft Auto V is still a PS3 and Xbox 360 game, even though it looks ex- you know exponentially different or better on the, the, the new generation hardware. It sort
1: of it seems like uh this, this Rockstar game is definitely going to be the like like the peak of the current gen console. Like what the what the console can do they're going to push it to you know what it'll be able to do because after this it's going to be like next console yeah
0: and we're we're going to get into like the details of the world a little bit later as we go through these talking points um because yeah this this world looks like it's going to be rife with details and just filled with all the little minute things that make this look like a living breathing world so Wes, the first thing i want to talk about is customization in red dead redemption 2 and part of that comes obviously about customizing your character arthur morgan but another part of it appears to be customizing your play experience while you're playing red dead redemption 2. so i'm gonna just go over a couple of these bullet points and we'll we'll talk about them as we get through them um the first thing is that red dead redemption 2 is entirely playable in first person mode That's something that was confirmed during the preview event. That's something that was patched into Grand Theft Auto 5. Um, So it, it appears as though at launch you'll be able to play in first person mode. Obviously you'll still have a third person traditional open world mode for those of you that prefer that. Um, The HUD itself is customizable, so you can disable elements of the minimap, you can disable the compass, and obviously a new report just came out just yesterday or days ago that it appears as though NPCs will give you directions and um kind of give you different landmarks and things like that for quests if you disable the minimap which totally changes the game um customizing
1: the hud yeah customizing the hud it seems like you can you can go from just playing red dead redemption Mm -hmm. to living Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, do you want to play the game or do you want to like, do you want to put yourself inside it, inside this world? No, you know, if you go completely HUD, you know, no compass, no mini map, no, no. it's like you're just, you're living that era and it's just, it's so exciting.
0: Right, no, and, and it's not, it hasn't been uncommon this generation for games to give you the option to disable elements of the HUD. Like a notable example for me was Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, Wow, I almost said uh, Firewall because I've been so addicted to Firewall. (laughs) Horizon Zero Dawn, because, I mean, you could disable the map. You could disable the compass and, you know, really give you that immersion. But it didn't really add much to it other than make the game, you know, pop out more. Um, Yeah. Whereas this, like, totally changes the experience. It makes it look, it makes it feel more like a Breath of the Wild kind of experience where, there wasn't many map markers in that game. It was all about exploring and discovering on your own. Whereas this one, as we'll get into it later on uh, in the show, is focused on interacting with the world and the characters that inhabit it. Um, so let's see, continuing on with customization, obviously more so with... Um, Character customization within the game Each character is going to have different sets of clothes To coincide with weather conditions So this means NPCs that are And this this goes towards NPCs as well So instead of watching NPCs walk around in the same looking outfits Rain, snow, sun or whatever It'll actually adapt and and change based on what's going on in the world Um, Arthur's beard grows over time uh, and, but you can shave it, it's very similar to The Witcher. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how dynamic that is. Whereas so like, The Witcher something was I,
1: something yeah. I read into the the beard, like the facial hair dynamic, or you know how it works. Is you know if you're starting off clean shaven, you can't immediately go to oh I want the full beard look. You have right. to let it grow. And then you can choose to cut you know, style it however you want. You can't have, like, a goatee and decide, like, oh, I want to go big, bushy. Full beard, yeah. You have to let it grow out first, just like you do in real life, which is just incredible.
0: Yeah, and, like, that's, yeah, it's one of those little small things where it blurs the line between real life and game, which we'll, as we get further into, you'll see that this game is blurring the lines between what is a video game and what is a simulation and that's something we'll kind of touch on a little bit later but uh yeah i like that idea i like the the ability that or not the ability but the the idea that yeah you have to grow your beard out you have to um you can't just go to the barber shop and because i mean i remember in san andreas when you're running around <laughs> and like oh i guess cj has an afro now like yep, cool you got a
1: big afro and uh you know. your audio totally <laughs> cut out
0: there what did you say
1: I was saying like oh yeah, just walking out with the big afro and a long
0: patch, long sole patch, long soul patch. Long soul patch. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. So, um, moving on here. So, I mean, back to clothing customizations. You can uh, layer different articles of clothing. Um, so it means you can you know buy shirts, jackets, things like that, and and customize how that all works together. Um, you can also roll up your sleeves at at will it seems like so that's pretty cool um, yeah more minute details of course um things that are going into more simulation territory here that i thought were interesting uh you get hungry over time uh so you'll have to your hunger is something that you're gonna have to satiate with you know uh, hunting and you know stopping in towns and bars and taverns things like that uh that being said you can get fat if you eat too much Um, which will affect your stamina if you're fat you can't run farther you can't run faster um, which that'll be interesting to see one thing i'm really interested in seeing when red dead redemption 2 comes out is how much of this stuff feels like it's realistic and where at what point do we see like okay here are the parameters of the game you know where like You know, I've heard things like this before where, you know, especially like I keep going back to San Andreas, like San Andreas was very similar where you could overeat and get fat and this at the other. But it was very much a gamey version of that where it was like you could just, you know, grind (laughs) to to get maximum speed or or get maximum fatness like super easily. So it'll be interesting to see how real they make it.
1: I want to see like, you know, you have to eat to sustain yourself Mm -hmm. but like is that like a three meals a day or you just eat one meal a day and you're good like does that does that affect you you know like what because you think like wild west you you wouldn't even eat three meals a day back then so let's go
0: i kind of was hinting at it before right so i mean like let's go ahead and jump into it like at what point does this game become a simulation like a survival simulator versus you know kind of like a rust or a scum which i know you've been playing a lot of lately yes Um, and and what is it when does it become one of those versus being an open world game like a gta so with with
1: scum i'm glad that you kind of mentioned that i sort of wanted to just bring it up but that game like you know you you go into caloric details like certain foods have certain amount of calories certain types of vitamins right. i don't want i don't want i don't want red dead to be this realistic but there is this you know like if i'm eating something that i feel like would not sustain me in real life i don't want it to sustain me in in red dead you know yeah. if i'm like if i'm like maybe killing like a squirrel and i eat that and that's all i eat for the day i don't feel like i've you know earned a you know that's like a well-eaten meal nah. yeah
0: do you think red dead's kind of airing on that side of like it's being too real or do um, you think that there's enough gamification in there to to keep it feeling like a fun game
1: well most most people are going to be getting their from like you know they'll they'll hunt they'll yeah. they'll track their prey it'll have the game mechanics because i know yeah. you can go to saloons and taverns and you can like buy meals and eat in the game right i don't feel like everyone's just gonna do that so i feel like there will be some good gameplay mechanics as far as like sustaining yourself
0: yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i like open world games are weird to me especially like survival games like scum and daisy and and, and rust i can't stick with them long enough because maintaining those basic mundane things like hunger and thirst really get old and boring after a while to me so i would hate for red dead to be like You know, the thing about open world games, I think that I like the most and especially Rockstar open world games is you can do anything you want at any given time where it is. you You can continue with the main story. There's all these different activities you can do in Red Dead. Obviously, you can hunt. You can fish. You can do all these different things. You can interact with your camp um i would just hate for me to be like man i'm really getting into the story i want to keep going but then all of a sudden like oh no you gotta stop you gotta go hunt you gotta go eat you know or i gotta go go into town so i just hope that it's implemented in a way that doesn't detract from the ability to the freedom of the game
1: you're afraid that too much freedom would essentially be its own prison
0: Right, alright. Too much freedom would then again restrict what I can and can't do. So, like I said, I, I enjoy the the focus on realism. I just hope that it doesn't detract from the, the freedom of the open world. Which, knowing Rockstar, I think that they'll handle it perfectly. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see how much they rely on that sort of stuff. Being that it's a more of an open west thing instead of uh, an urban environment like Grand Theft Auto and they've
1: talked they've talked a little
0: bit about this is
1: rockstar using its full its full potential in making a game like it's you know basically infinite resource from you know the support from GTA online and everything mm-hmm. had all this time to just fine tune this game and so i think we are going to see the best rockstar has to
0: offer yep and i mean considering the world that we're in in terms of games where just because a game comes out doesn't mean that it's out and it's over they will continue to tweak things people will complain about certain things it will get patched out it'll get things will get patched in so just because it launches that way may not mean that it's like that for the, the long term yeah um so something we've been hinting at and it's our next talking point is the attention to detail in the uh the world of red dead redemption 2 that's the next thing i want to talk about and here's the, a few talking points here so a couple of things is um as you skin an animal you can see where the exit wounds are so going back to hunting there when you shoot an animal when you skin it you actually you'll see the process of it's skinning. it's not just a little corny animation you'll actually see him ripping the skin off of the animal you'll see where the bullet holes are um Delicious. yeah just like the really visceral details there um keeping in keeping with hunting uh you can sell your carcasses that you you uh you you get and you take it to the butchers for meat and if you leave it for too long it'll rot Um, so once again going back to the whole gamification part of it it'll be interesting to see if it's like just kind of a generic timer or if it kind of seems like it happens naturally um
1: well i'm hoping you know you would see like if you're out in the desert You've got a rotting carcass. I feel like it should rot a lot faster than if you're up in the snowy mountains where it's really cold.
0: Right, right. And th- I would th- like that's, to see
1: some sort of difference there.
0: And that's the thing. And it's, you know, on one hand, it, seem, it would seem irresponsible to expect that from Rockstar. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, like, it is what it is. Like, if you have the meat that degrades over time, like, that in and of itself is pretty cool. It's a pretty novel thing. But considering how much other attention to detail there is in the game, is it too much to expect that? Like, who knows? Like, I don't they know.
1: Sort of, they sort of put, uh, they put their own target on their back, essentially.
0: Right, right. They're aiming for the stars. And, yeah, so, I mean, that's one of the things where... Let me... Let me so, your, your first... You know, the first question I asked you was, what's your hype level? Second follow-up question to that is, do you feel like Red Dead Redemption 2 is overhyped?
1: I, <laughs> I'm scared it might actually not be hyped enough, because yeah. with what they're what they're talking about, I I saw a little clip where you see Arthur shoot a guy in the eye socket, like he, yeah. you know he goes for a headshot. You see that the there's a hole in the guy's eye and there's an exit wound with a perfect trajectory because it crosses through on the other side. Yeah. And just the that alone, I would, I, it blew me away. I was like, you know, usually you just see the clothes get like red circles on them or like, you know, you'll see. It. But no, it's like an actual bullet hole that the guy aimed right there. He shot and there's a perfect trajectory, almost CSI level. Right, <laughs> right. I'm just I'm scared that I, I need to be more excited about this game. And I'd be upset if it lives more
0: to the hype. (laughs) I feel like I feel like it's hyped enough. Like, I feel like it's, you know, the amount of hype it's received has been justified considering Rockstar's pedigree and considering what they've shown off of the game so far. Like it it
1: has been very gracious. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks I mean, it looks really impressive. Um, So in keeping with attention to detail, so um, moving over to Arthur and his weapons, you will be able to physically see all the weapons that are on Arthur's character model, which means you have a limit to which weapons that you can carry. You can only hold two sidearms and two long weapons. Um, and then you'll also have you know obviously your grenades your throwables uh, a knife and lasso but um this basically means that there's no limitless inventory that uh rockstar open world games are known for so it'll be and i think that's
1: so cool i think that's really because um yeah you can have like your favorite set of guns but then as you get more and more you know, via the Rockstar progression system, mm-hmm. you can be like, oh, well, let me try this setup and see what this, and y- you can always mix and match and it won't be so easy to, so it'll sort of make the set that you have, like whatever you decide to rock with, it'll mean more to you than it would yeah. if you could just access whatever.
0: I'm I'm really interested because Rockstar kind of have something cool here. And I, I don't know if this is on the mind of the people at Rockstar, obviously they could have something totally different in mind, But in my mind, from my perspective, you've got two really similar franchises in Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. Obviously, Grand Theft Auto being incredibly popular, Red Dead still becoming a really popular franchise. But Grand Theft Auto has always been grounded in like silliness and chaos and fun whereas mm-hmm. you can tell with Red Dead Redemption 2 they're going for a more grounded realistic simulation like approach so it'll be interesting to see if they stick with that with you know hopefully you know with Grand Theft Auto 6 when eventually that comes out it'll be interesting to see if they try and make that more realistic or if they really double down on the zaniness and silliness that uh, I would you get with I would GTA. like
1: that. I would like that because you know maybe maybe Red Dead Redemption thing maybe you like the zany over-the-top missions and things that happen gta so then if that's your thing gta 6 will do all of that because i would hate all those fans who enjoy those things to be taken away you know have that taken away from them just because of the potential success of red dead redemption 2 so i i do like the idea that like oh if i want to do something more grounded i can play uh I can play Red Dead Redemption 2 or, hey, I want to shoot up a bunch of people in a Lamborghini and then right. blow it up. You know, we'll play Grand Theft Auto.
0: Right, right. So, yeah, I, I think I think I, you know, I'm no expert. I don't work for Rockstar, but I feel like that's the logical thing to do. But uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see when GTA 6 inevitably comes out what that ends up looking like. Um, but continuing on with the attention to detail, there is a lot of attention to detail in this <laughs> game. Yeah um back to guns uh customization of the guns you can actually engrave your guns and you can you know choose what engravings you put on there and there's you'll see them with you at all times little minute things like that um something i thought was really cool you can shoot weapons out of enemies hands uh one thing one thing that we'll touch on later is the interactions with npcs in the game which is a huge focus in red dead redemption 2 so just the ability to handle a situation non-lethally like violently but non-lethally seems really interesting. Yeah. Um. So weapons keeping with weapons they get dirty and they clog up over time so you'll actually have to clean them, maintain them otherwise they'll jam on you which is insane. Um. One of those things where I'll be interested to see how gamey it gets like if it'll get to ga- Gears of War level of gaminess or if it's actually just kind of like a a natural sort of thing where you know to keep up with it
1: yeah or you know because that on top of the you were talking about with the hunger like will it just become more tedious work that you have to do you right. know you may, you maintain the gun and you got to keep yourself alive all this you know i'm hoping that it just sort of blends into this perfect you know realistic experience Right,
0: right, and, and hopefully it doesn't rely too much on the realism. Like, that's, that's kind of the, the, the theme, the overarching theme of what, what I'm trying to say, at least. Yeah. Um, so, moving to, uh, like, more environmental things, uh, obviously there's a different variety of weather and biomes. So, uh, snow on Arthur's clothing eventually melts over time. That's to be expected. Mud hardens and wipes away, and blood will dry. So I don't know how permanent it is. Like if you actually need to wash your clothes or things like that, but like the blood that you get from firefights will dry on your clothes.
1: I also believe uh blood, like a, uh, like, talking about like hunting animals and you drag their carcasses over your shoulder i think you also get blood from that as well yeah it makes sense really cool
0: which yeah would be cool but yeah it'll be interesting to be like oh yeah i gotta go buy new clothes or wash my clothes or you know <laughs> how that works you know if that's a if that's a <laughs> thing or you know if you have too much blood on you does that then alert the authorities to you which based on what i've read and heard about the game that's an interaction that very very may well could happen
1: And uh, the hunting, the hunting mechanic, there is a, uh, there was a a part where like, you know, you have your own scent. Arthur has his own scent. And like, if you are downwind of your prey, they can catch your scent and they will run off. So if you're not washing yourself, you're not cleaning, I assume it'll be
0: easier to get uh, tracked, you know, by your prey. That's just insane! Like yeah. it's just incredible. Um, <laughs> so your horses—horses horses are fully customizable. You can customize the saddle, the blanket, the stirrups, the reins, and the saddle horn. Um, all to be expected. You can name your horse. You can clean your horse. Horses poop dynamically, so just they'll like just me. sporadically pooping all over the place. If you want to <laughs> see some horse poop, um, if your horse dies, it's gone forever. Uh, yes. So there, there is no. Uh, horse revival shrine like in breath of the wild unfortunately once it's dead it's gone which and there's no uh you know gta insurance so right
1: recall your you orders
0: you can't just put it in your put it in your garage and just summon it at will no yeah so that's and that's where it just gets crazy where it's like yeah like you could have a collection of horses but if it one if your prized horse dies you are shit out of luck oh um, that being said, you can tell your apparently you can tell your horse to flee when it's in a precarious situation to try and spare its life, so if I guess you're in a, a firefight and and you dismount your horse, you can tell it to get out and 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 it'll run away um, go on get sasha and and the the one detail that everyone's been really fixated on, and the one that really just kind of <laughs> showcases the insanity of the detail of this game is that the horse's testicles will shrink or expand depending on the in-game weather. I'm not, I'm not an expert on horse anatomy, but I just know that someone had to look at horse testicles and animate it depending on what was going on in the game.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I'm interested to see what the, uh, what the physics are when you're riding your horse in various, uh, in various weather. I'm, uh,
0: all right, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next one. I'm gonna, um, so the last last main talking point that I have is uh, kind of the more open ended one, kind of the more nebulous ideas of Red Dead Redemption Two, and it's the fact that, and I hate to use this word, but this is almost like a revolution. It looks like it's going to revolutionize open world games, and I know we say like, oh yeah, like. Every Grand Theft Auto game revolutionizes the open world games. Um, The Witcher Three revolutionized open world games. Well, I
1: mean, to be fair, they—I really think they all did. They did,
0: and they absolutely did. I just hate the word "revolutionized" because we use it a lot. Um, I couldn't (laughs) think of a better word. Where you know, this this definitely does seem to be the next logical evolution in open world games rockstar don't seem content with just making another really big world with tons of stuff to do which is perfectly fine um but there seems to be something more under the surface of red dead redemption 2 that elevates it beyond just an open world game that makes you feel like you're living breathing part of the world and that the world exists without you um, so the, the first one of these things And this is kind of the broader one uh, it's, There's a range of choices That you have So obviously in Red Dead Redemption 1 You made good versus evil choices They're very binary uh, yeah. And that kind of impacted how the world Saw you And we've seen this in games before We saw it in Fable We've seen it in Mass Effect You've seen all these different games in, you know Use this sort of uh, honor system to, to let you kind of choose What side you want to play out yeah. But Red Dead Redemption 2 Kind of elevates this and uses it In The more mundane tasks where Like every interaction you have with someone can be You can hold them up at gunpoint Or you can just have a plain old interaction with someone And that can totally change How certain events down the line Like it'll have a domino effect And totally just change How that plays out Um so in keeping with that interac- interactions with npcs are more organic less binary and they give you way more freedom to um act how you please uh let's see moving on the uh moving on and looking at your camp so a big part of the story is the camp um your camp has their own agenda. They'll not they won't wait up for you. So if you're, you know, you're traveling with your camp, they're actually going to just go keep moving on if you want to go fuck off and do something else that's, you know, side content. Yeah. Um members of your gang who reside at the camp will come and go, finding out exactly where they've gone from others will be the basis of a number of quests and side quests. So, like I said, the main story is is very much centered around this this camp community type deal. Um, what do you think of the idea that uh I don't know that this that the camp is, this what, is do you, what, do you think, what do you think about the, the idea of a camp the camp as a character?
1: i think I think as a whole i I'm fascinated i'm I'm scared about the, there's this there's this thing that is important to the story. It is where the cluster of your your posse resides and they don't need you essentially you're good yeah they uh they don't they don't need you sorry my uh my screen blacked out but uh it it uh it makes you think like wow like you can it, it makes me worry like am i gonna how much of the game am I going to miss if yeah. i'm not if i'm not you know always checking in on them and making sure I'm fine you know have i have i hunted enough for them to eat you know all, all these sort of things it's almost it's it's scary i hate to use the analogy but like it's almost like a renting a child
0: right and like that's you you bring up a very good point where like looking at the camp as a plot device like one of the biggest things that i'm terrified in open world games is that i'm gonna miss something where like yeah. i'm off looking at something else checking something out fighting an enemy um I'm afraid that's going to happen in Red Dead Redemption 2 and I'm going to miss a poignant story moment or excuse me um, uh, uh, you know an important line of dialogue or something really funny you know a good joke um, so I, I, I'm definitely really intrigued about the idea that everyone is kind of autonomous and they do their own thing and they have their own motivations I'm also like you kind of scared where I'm afraid that I'm going to miss something and I won't be able to go back and experience it again without having to start over.
1: It certainly adds a big element or a big pro into uh, this game. Would definitely have replayability value for me. You know, yeah,
0: I mean, well, it, it's it <laughs> seems like with how organic everything is, right? Where like you can interact with anyone in any way that you want and it seems like the npcs kind of have a memory which i'll kind of touch on that with a little you know with one of the later talking points but it seems like npcs kind of have a memory where they remember how you treated them or how you treated a, a, another person and the police will interact with you differently depending on how you've treated other people so yeah. it's 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 yeah it's going to be really I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it. It's like overwhelming where it's just like there will always be something to do, always be somebody to go mess with. If you decide, hey, I'm going to hold up some people today, you know, rob a store or two, um, or if you want to change it up and, and be the good guy, you can. And yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see what the limits of that are, because obviously a game like Fallout Skyrim, they have those sorts of interactions with people where you can interact with them on a normal level or you can just straight up murder them. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see, like like I've said before, where the game lies. Where you know, can I murder an entire town of people, or will I die eventually?
1: Yeah. Um, what what are the what are the parameters? Where is uh, you know, most games with the you know open world, there is you know the edge of the map. You know, right. this game doesn't feel like it has that, and yes. it's scary.
0: Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Like you said, it definitely <laughs> doesn't feel like it has. Uh, An end or an edge of the map That's for sure Um, So kind of what I was alluding to before uh, It's a small thing but it's a thing with dogs Where you can pet dogs And those dogs won't bark at you again If you see them So kind of going back to that whole like NPCs remember how you interact with them um so it'll it'll just it'll be interesting to see you know if i pet every dog in the game will there be a single dog that barks at me you know i'm sure there's someone out there that's going to put that to the test and it'll be interesting to see how that works out could you could
1: you pet every single dog that rate within that uh within that radius could right right and that's (laughs) that's
0: could you how many dogs are there i'm in and like I said, I'm sure someone out there is going to push the limits of this game and you know there are people that push the limits of open world games out there. Um, so I'll be interesting to see what they find and if it actually holds up after all that. Um, so moving more back to the morality point of it. So when you put on a bandana during a crime and you take it off afterwards, it makes your wanted meter drop faster. So like in Red Dead Redemption, like in Grand Theft Auto, you've got a a, a wanted meter but if you put on a bandana, mask your face, and take it off, it's actually like, oh yeah, like you may not be that guy who was just robbing me. You may well, be. Well no, they
1: had they had a bandana system in the last Red Dead Redemption, but it was just a uh, it was like the gray fox mask. Oblivion. Right. Where you put it on, you commit the crime, you take it off, and it's just instantly gone. Right. right. There was a sort of there was a sort of like, well, I mean I would recognize the guy without the mask almost, you know, if that's the one detail. You know, you're you're wearing like this unique outfit, but oh I have a mask. You know? Right.
0: And like this is one where like it, it seems like a natural progression where it's like they don't it doesn't go away immediately it'll go away a a little bit quicker because people you know oh wait there was a guy wearing a red mask you're not wearing a red mask so you're not immediately jumping out to someone whereas if you continue to fuck around maybe then you'll draw attention to yourself Mm -hmm. Um, going on with uh uh wanted levels and things like that and actually the last talking point that i've got before we move on to the next section uh you can pay your own bounty but townspeople will still remember any trouble you caused and comment on it when you return so just another one of those npcs remember uh you know like the the telltale memes where it's like so and so will remember that (laughs) Um, or like
1: uh like skyrim guards you know right
0: right they Yeah, they'll, and they, they comment on it. People will, you know, and especially another thing that they've, you know, seen, that people have seen in the previews is that, uh, you know, people will comment on like main story beats and things like that. You'll, you'll find newspapers that talk about what's going on in the main story, different heists that you pull. Um, all that stuff is pretty, pretty standard open world stuff at this point. Um, like Spider Man, for example, the last Spider Man game did that really well with the J. Jonah Jameson uh, podcast show. Yeah. And
1: the Daily Bugle papers
0: too right 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 so uh yeah no it'll be interesting to see how the single player for uh, red dead redemption 2 plays out but what's one thing that we haven't heard a lot about that is still obviously going to be a very big part of red dead redemption 2 is the online uh rockstar have already confirmed that red dead redemption 2 will have an online uh, component to it it won't be releasing when the game releases it'll come out uh, a month later i think it's coming out in beta in november if I'm in correct, beta right?
1: yeah beta in november uh,
0: so it's very similar to how uh, grand theft auto online launched except uh, red dead redemption 2 will have that beta to kind of work out the kinks uh we don't know much about red dead redemption 2's online multiplayer so Wes, what would what is your dream scenario for what red dead redemption 2 online plays like
1: my dream scenario
0: with how much money they've been
1: pulling in from GTA Online, and just, just Rockstar is a titan. Rockstar, mm-hmm. they have the resources, they have the ability to focus both on making a very fantastic, crazy fun multiplayer experience, but I also want Red Dead DLC. Single player. I need it. Okay. I need it, because Undead Nightmare is like by far one of the greatest DLC experiences. And I mean, like just you know foot and mouth, if they just decide to like, oh, hey, we're gonna do undead nightmare, just to so I wouldn't really be so mad because i would I would be excited. and but I'm worried that they'll focus too much on the multiplayer aspect. And they'll forget, like, hey, we could do some really good DLC stories, because we didn't see that with GTA. Can
0: can I break your heart? Oh no. Can I break your heart? Oh, don't go breaking my heart. Um, there's no way we're getting Red Dead Redemption single player. Like, there's no, no way. Um, you know, there's nothing official, obviously. They could very well put out, you know, Undead Nightmare, they could put out whatever, but they are making way too much money from GTA Online, yeah. Uh, and and as much money as you can make from selling single player DLC, there is more money to be made from microtransactioning the hell out of people, which is exactly what Rockstar and Two K are doing. They're with they're good at it. Now, um, hear me out though. Hear yeah. me out
1: though. I want to talk about because let's talk about spider-man for just a second okay hear me out i think a solid 40 percent of that game made that game so successful was the fan service that they did right and i feel like doing a doing dlc single player dlc for red dead redemption 2 would be an incredible fan service so right. don't crush my dream just but, yet
0: <laughs> but so to counter your argument and to further crush your dreams um oh. insomniac i felt like had a bigger responsibility to do the fan service because it was spider-man oh. Oh, like yeah. when you're doing a known property like spider-man you have the obligation to be true to what the story and the characters are and their motivations whereas oh. in red dead that's rock stars baby they can do whatever the hell they want <laughs> with it um, uh,
1: well i'm gonna keep my fingers
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of activities and things like that, you were a big Red Dead Redemption One online player. What do you want to see from Red Dead Redemption Two? Do you want to just see refined versions of what there was in Red Dead Redemption One, or do you want to see anything significantly different?
1: I want, I want a complete multiplayer open world experience because they kind of they gave that feeling a little bit with their like the the free mode. You know, like Mm -hmm. GTA 4 had a mock online experience where you would be crammed into a room with a bunch of people. Right. They did that with Red Dead Redemption, except now you're crammed in a room with people on the entire game map. You can go anywhere. And so I would like that to go even further. I would.
0: Well, that's what um, GTA 5 does.
1: Well, GTA 5 does that, but... I would go to say I would like to maybe accomplish a lot of side missions with my friends right you know yeah
0: i think I think the big thing that Red Dead redemption nailed with its online is something that g t a five is still kind of trying to figure out with like the whole crew thing yeah. where Red Dead Redemption one had the the what were what were they called posses or what was the it posses, the yeah. posse like the posse system was the, the benchmark of Red Dead Redemption's online. And so I think that's a good foundation for, you know, you, you can have heists in there from day one that you run with your posses, but then you have to grind up to a certain level with your posse. Um, you know, the, the standard traditional model the the try to true model of you know grinding then you have a big raid and then you move on to the next you know you keep getting gear and then moving on from there. So I, I think will say,
1: yeah. I will say I'm putting I'm putting it like on the airwave that if they do have the posse system back, you can expect anyone listening to this, you can join up with the Red Tooth Boys. The Red and, Tooth uh, Boys. The Red Tooth uh, Boys. Name,
0: name <laughs> is pending name pending name pending yeah trademark pending (laughs) don't don't steal it at red tooth boys on twitter son (laughs) well uh west before we sign off for the night do you have any last thoughts on red dead redemption 2 things that you want things that you don't want things that uh you may or may not questions that you may or may not have answered
1: i don't i don't want to be sick of this game in like three months i want this game well that's just what i want that's, that's, I'm, I'm scared the high bar it's i'm scared <laughs> Yeah, with but, I'm, my...
0: but i'm with you i'm with you on that because every open world game has a definitive end right like spider-man yeah. came to an end like when you get the platinum trophy you get all the different special secret side objectives like it comes to an end. There, it, it comes to the point where all there's left to do is just swing around and, and stop random crimes over and over again. Hey, Insomniac, um, new game plus, please. <laughs> oh yeah, please, please. I, I will play the shit out of that because I've been itching to play <laughs> Spider-Man again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, It. it I'm, I'm curious to see where is the end for this game. Is it, once you roll credits, is it, you know, at what point do the, the, the the interactions with the npcs become stale at what point do you begin to see oh well this guy's repeating this guy's dialogue and this guy yeah. you know has the same where where do the borders i guess that's the biggest question i've gotten it's the one obviously we've been saying the most is where where is the edges of this game at what point does it become a game yeah i'm just i'm hopeful i know
1: i know no matter what it's going to be a very solid game rockstar is going to do very good. They're going to make a lot of money. The online will roll out, of course, it'll have its bumps. I'm just glad they're they're acknowledging the fact that they're not releasing the full online yeah. right right away because that was the biggest blunder GTA 5 did. It was the I'm still mad about it to this day. I'm I'm so like yeah. the fact that I spent so much money on Rockstar despite the fact that they did us so dirty. <laughs> I'm just I don't want to do it again. <laughs>
0: right right no yeah and it seems like they've learned their lesson from that so hopefully hopefully when uh when red dead redemption online do does come out it is not a broken mess like gta online was um that being said before we go one last question wesley is and i know this is pure speculation at where do you think this ends on your top 10 games of 2018 that's a big oh, question boy. i should have asked you that before oh, we started recording because now you're going to think <laughs> i think i think it's gonna land at number three for me
1: number three
0: now uh, I god could, of
1: war still number one for you
0: I, I still think god of war and sony and spider-man were were like expertly done and i i could be eating crow in three weeks i have not played the game i am 100 percent like just throwing that out there and i'm not trying to uh, have any sort of preconceived notions of the game going into its release? Because I want to see the, if it's, if the if it's my number one, picture. <laughs> yeah, if it's if it's my number one game, like it's my number one game, I will own it. I'm not going to put it at three for you know out of spite. Uh, but what do you think, Wes? What do you think do well, you think it's going to beat Spider-Man for you?
1: Well, all I know is if the game, if Red Dead Redemption Two is really going to be that good, you would have walked in that door right now, time machine that you built, and just whack.
0: <laughs> right. Right, I would have built the time machine, <laughs> but then again, yeah, I don't um, think any game has been that good. So we'll see.
1: Very true. Um, I don't know if it's going to be better than Spider-Man because Spider-Man is a completely different game for me.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't even I don't even know if Spider is my favorite game of the year. I'm yeah. I'm not too sure yet. But um, hasn't
0: beat out hasn't beat out Scum yet.
1: It's it's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's so weird. You know, the game's barely out of beta. And it's just—it's such a unique experience. I've never played a game like Scum. We'll, we'll talk
0: about—we'll talk about Scum on our Game of the Year podcast, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> well, no matter—no matter where, Red, no matter where Red Dead Redemption Two lies, game—game game of the year. You have to admit, I feel like Sony definitely ha- is going to win Console of the Year
0: with Spider-Man, God of War. Oh yeah, they've yeah. had they've had an incredible year and a half. Like yeah. from all all the way back from Horizon, from Yeah, Horizon came out. To I mean, because and then you you forget Detroit came out this year, and Detroit oh, was God. a damn good game. <laughs> Detroit was a really good game, and I hope. I, uh, I, I mean, I think that's one of those games where people either loved it or they hated it, and I definitely loved it. But, Ooh, speaking um, of
1: which, I need to I need to delete Detroit tonight because I need that room
0: for Red Dead Redemption two. That 105 gigs got you hurting. Oh. Oh. You can get on that. You can get on that PS4 Pro-Life like me. Oh I don't have to boy. worry about it. I got that terabyte, son. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys, as always, for watching us. Uh, if you don't already, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash redtoothgames, twitter.com, at redtoothgames, and on YouTube. You can also find us at redtoothgames.com. Wesley, say goodbye to the nice people. Goodbye, nice people. Thank you guys, as always, for watching us. We really appreciate it. I'm a simple boy.